0: Hi, welcome to Geek and Sassy. My name is Jennifer Smith. I'm here with the wonderful and beautiful Miranda. How you doing, Miranda?
1: I don't know if you would say that if you saw what hot mess I looked like. Of course I would say that. Well, you would say that, but okay. How you doing? It works. Um, So I saw a meme before we got on the call together that said... Um, don't know if I should cut bangs or if I just need to talk to someone, <laughs> and I think that is an accurate representation of how I'm doing.
0: Well, you, don't cut your bangs, all right? We're talking now. We, Put the scissors right. down. <laughs> don't do it. Okay. Nobody, I, I think that probably like 90% of people in the history of haircuts have regretted cutting yeah. their bangs there's only been a couple of times
1: i haven't regretted it until everything started growing out because i got the cut where the bangs went with the cut mm-hmm. and that's only been like twice in my 35 years so i'd say the percentage is not going for me
0: yeah i just not think you me. have to have a certain face to ha- to have bangs and most people don't have that face
1: but when I see the girls that have the bangs that go across their forehead... Now, I did have the straight-up 90s where we did the oh, big... Oh, yeah, me too. You had them, too. Yeah. Yeah. I had those, and I thought I was
0: rocking them pretty well,
1: but <laughs> yeah, I don't too. know about that.
0: <laughs> it got to be so much work, man, to try to fluff up your bangs so much. Right. And so much hairspray and oh, heat damage.
1: Heat damage is real.
0: Um. um so, we actually got to hang out together a couple of weekends ago and that was fun we did we did we had a lot of fun that was really like a really good trip and um one of the best things that we did was we watched a movie called krampus and we wanted to talk about it because it's kind of christmassy
1: we did so it's the we actually briefly posted something on social media together and everybody was probably like yeah we saw it you were drunk we were i was tipsy. Mm-hmm. Jenny
0: was drunk. Yeah, I was drunk. <laughs> I was drunk the whole time you were here. No, no.
1: You can't say the whole time.
0: Not true. I was drunk or hungover the whole time you were here. But anyway, so... Crampus so 2015 Adam Scott
1: Krampus because if there's you look up Krampus yeah. movie, there, yeah, there's a bunch of fucking options. A bunch.
0: And it's so funny, that post that we made, (laughs) I feel so stupid about it now, because, did it go public, or did it just go to... um, Nope, it was public. It was public, great. It was public. We looked cute. That's all that mattered. Well, that, legit, that's all that ever matters.
1: Um, It legit, but... We tagged the awesome people at Real Life Ghost Stories and were like, Hey, we think you should watch this and we neither Jenny and I legitimately neither one of us remembered them watching it. But in our defense, they have reviewed a lot of qu- horror movies. Yes. A and, lot. I, I did mean, not remember them reviewing it and honestly I've yet to go I meant to go back and look for that review, but I didn't
0: yet. You know, the next day when you showed that message from Dan, I was like, you know what? That does sound familiar. <laughs> they did review it because we were like, "Y'all should watch this movie." And it just he was really sweet about it. He was, like,
1: thank ladies. We, you know, we appreciate it." But I think, and he was even like, "I think we did it?" Question mark. <laughs> so even Dan was like, "Question mark? I think we did." I'm not like he wasn't positive about it either. So like I don't feel so bad. He was very nice about it, though. Yeah,
0: he was. We should we should double um, double check things before we get, go on a wild hair like we did. And nah.
1: We looked good. We were having fun around a fire and there was alcohol involved. Yep. So I have no regrets. No regrets. No um, well what about the movie? Um, so the movie's not scary, in my opinion. It's no. not scary. Well Well it's a We'll get to the reason, because it's definitely mm-hmm. going to spoil us. It's from 2015, and we're giving a review. So, we're mm-hmm. spoiling it. It's happening. Uh, Not scary no, for a it's... spoiler. Non-scary, funny. Adam Scott is always great to watch.
0: And so um, is Tony Collette. And
1: Tony Collette, of course. And that grandma, I've seen her before, but grandma was good. Yeah, she
0: was good. Everybody. Now, grandma knows. was kind of scary. Yeah. But, it was very... Uh, atmospheric movie yes um because they're like snowed in this like giant snowstorm and right. it, it feels like cold like it, it it did it's like it legit looks freezing ass cold yeah. <laughs> and does. uh yeah i found that affecting me a little bit and just the darkness of it the isolation of it but the humor of it too
1: so it's right. super dark but right. at one point so, what happened is we started watching it, and then we had to get get ready to go to the hockey game, because we had mm-hmm. tickets to a hockey game. Um, and Ginny got up and started getting ready, and then, like, I was coming in and out of the bathroom. And so, her husband is, like, paying attention, but not. He's, like, doing his own thing. But at one point, he and I are just, like, hysterically laughing, because there's, like, these gingerbread men. <laughs> and they're, like,
0: cartoony, but evil. Yes. And they're, like, attacking <laughs> It was such a weird thing. Because every, it was so weird. Very little CGI oh. up to that point. And then all of a yeah. sudden, you had these CGI.
1: Right, because before brands. that, you heard things. And then, like, the sandworm or whatever. I still call it those. I was calling it snowworm because I was picturing, like, the sandworms from Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. You never see what it is, though. So, the first, like, quote-unquote monster is... Um, not visible like it's left up to your imagination as to what it is but it it, like attacks the brother-in-law pretty freaking gnarly
0: yeah um so the family gets kind of taken out one by one right and And grandma warns them yeah the grandma the german grandma she's german did she ever end up speaking english or she She did did yeah yeah, she did um was it the brother in law that was like I fucking knew it yeah, or something? Oh no, you.
1: the aunt. The, yeah. The crazy aunt yeah. that actually used to be the housekeeper on two and a half men. Because Jenny and I were like, Where do we know this person? Yeah. Where do we know this person? And uh she was so she's the lady that was the housekeeper on two and a half men. And she's like, Oh, now she speaks English. Yeah. I fucking knew it or something along <laughs> that line. Like not that's not direct quote, but like it was funny.
0: Um, I really liked when the grandma told her like backstory and it yes. did like flashbacks and it showed her childhood and kind of like her origin with Krampus. But,
1: but it was like claymation. Yeah, her,
0: it was cool. Was claymation. And it was the
1: contrast between, mm-hmm. I think that's what I loved so much is the, the visuals to all this because it's live actions, real people, obviously. But then you've got the claymation of her story of like Krampus and how she had she? She knows what's happening. She's experienced this. You know this. You know she's gone through what her grandson is is going through now, basically. Or yeah, no, it'd be her great grandson, I guess, wouldn't it? Was that his mom or was that I think was his mom? mom yeah, his okay, mom. Yeah, it is his mom. My nephew was like mom. Um, so he's experienced, She's experienced what his her what her grandson has been through, and so she sits down and is like, I know what this is. This is Krampus. But then, like the CGI of. The little things that attack throughout the movie. Yes. And then Krampus is not... That's like a whole different... So you got claymation, live action, CGI, and
0: then like amazing like prosthetic slash yes. costume. Yes. I yeah. really enjoyed the practical effects of the costumes in this movie. Yes. That always gets me. But yeah, it was creepy. But it the fact added that you a lot. All of those. And it was funny, creepy, creepy... Yeah, like all the yeah, creepies. Yeah. And all and also, creepies. you know, um, kinda real too, because it was like a husband and wife having issues, um, the child, their kids were having issues with how commercialized and how everything is about Christmas and um so yeah, it was a lot. It was a like lot. Basically no one in the family um
1: kind of caring about the reason for the season. And yeah. I don't mean that in like a uh, religious way. I mean, like, in general, like, the spirit of giving and caring and, and loving, and so that's what, basically, create, causes Krampus to, like, mm-hmm. come
0: out and, like, do his thing, basically. And so, we get to the end of the movie, which I had stepped away. I don't know what I was doing. You, I don't remember. You went in for something. Probably we, a
1: refill. has a really cool area on her back porch now, so we were hanging out, out there watching it.
0: And... I missed the ending, and then y'all made me come back and watch the ending. Yeah. and Because I walked in, and I was like, uh, 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 uh," You're like, what? And I'm like, So... And you
1: kind of messed with me.
0: I'm sorry. It was brutal. Uh, Yeah. Because I I thought of
1: something else since I left your house.
0: Okay, what did you think of?
1: Okay, so we'll explain the ending. I'll let you explain the ending, and then...
0: Yeah. So... Basically, everybody dies? The, the kid dies? That's,
1: see, that's like, that part's interpretation. So basically, like Jenny said, Krampus kind of takes everybody out one by one. He's trying to tell him, like, you know, you don't really deserve this anyway, because you can't appreciate the season. So he takes everybody out one by one. The original plan is to leave the little boy that did believe when no one else, and what like, did behave when nobody else did, and then... He kind of, like, lost his way, and that's why Krampus came. So right. he was going to leave him, which is what he did to the grandma. She was a survivor of Krampus. Mm-hmm. She, he was going to leave him, and he basically was like, no, wait. Like, I do still believe, and I do love my family, and you're not taking them. I'm not going staying here without them. You're not taking them, too. Um, so you think it's all over. Because they wake up, and he's in his bed, and right, it's right. December 25th, and he goes downtown, and suddenly everybody's being nice to each other, and they're opening presents, and still snowy, like, snowy cold outside. Yeah. And. But everybody's acting weird, like they don't know what Right. Happened. Like, nobody's even alluding to the fact that, like, he's not even saying, like, oh, I had a weird dream. Right. They're not saying, like, oh, my God, we're all okay. Nobody's saying anything. So you're like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? So he gets that stupid bell, which is kind of funny because it reminded me of the Polar Express, but in a dark way. Because mm-hmm. remember, the kid gets the bell, and he still hears it, and that's what's important in the Polar Express. Right. So this kid gets the bell, and it's, like, dark and dingy, and, like, the color's faded from it, and it, says Kramp- it actually says Krampus on it. And it's, like, as soon as he sees it, he looks at it, and he starts hearing things that they all said to each other or things that were said during their like basically last 24 hours of Living Hill. Mm-hmm. And then they all start hearing it, and they're mm-hmm. all like, Oh shit' And they all remember.
0: But everyone's there. And then it pulls back like it, like the screen like, like panning out, pans panning out, out, yeah, to where you the see, house, see the house, and then right. they're in Full a yard, they're in a snow globe.
1: Yeah, they're in a snow globe, and then not only are they in a snow globe, Krampus is the one sitting the snow globe down in the middle of a room of thousands and thousands of other Other snow snow globes.
0: globes. It was amazing. Um, A little meta. Super meta, which I do love. I did. They made Um, my brain go... I wonder, because I know there are lots of Krampus movies. I wonder if... They all have weird endings like that, or do they all end like that?
1: I'm not sure because this is really the only one that I've seen that yeah. I remember at least. I need um, to research that. Right. So, two thoughts. One we kind of discussed briefly. Well, I don't. I know. Okay, and I discussed it with my nephew, but I don't remember if you and I did. So, two two thoughts I have after thinking about this for a little while. One. So. How sad is it that in the snow globe, somewhere in that room, stop and think for a second, all the rest of their family, like what would be the great-grandma mm-hmm. and the grandparents and the brothers and the sisters to German grandma are also all in a in fucking the, snow globe. In a snow globe, yep. They're in a snow globe. Yep. Like within arm's reach. hmm So there's that. Two, are they dead or are they trapped indefinitely having to peel it up with each other because they couldn't handle like being together is the reason that was what got them into this mess mm-hmm. so now their punishment is being together for eternity I
0: feel like they're n- unless you think they died and then this is their afterlife it or you think this is some supernatural another dimension I haven't made up my mind if it's
1: another dimension, because they did all get sucked down what we thought were, like, glowing hot pits of, yeah like, hell. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought he was basically killing them
0: and dragging so, them to hell. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought, too.
1: um I haven't made up my mind yet whether I think this is, like, another dimension or this is hell, and that was because, you know, you didn't, you couldn't appreciate each other and you couldn't appreciate what you had, so guess what? You're living out your eternity in this snow globe in hell. Wow. Um, right? Because, you know, the whole concept of hell is that you'll, you know, everybody's version of torture will be different. It's not, like, the general idea that people think, like, being stuck with
0: pitchforks and stuff. Well, but the little boy, though, he was, like, the pure one, right, of the story? He,
1: he was, but then, remember, he lost his shit. And suddenly oh, yeah. was like, he, he was pure, but then he loses his shit and freaks out, too, and is like, you're all right. Maybe you're right.
0: This is all just bullshit. And, hmm. Yeah, surely that's not bad enough to go to hell. I don't know. Um. Wow, it was it was a great movie. I definitely recommend it. It was it was
1: really awesome. But um, I'm trying to think the other yeah, I think that was the big thing is that like stop and think that like I wasn't even thinking of that when you and I were like contemplating it and discussing it when mm. we finished the movie, and then like I did like I said I got home and I was talking about it and I was like oh shit wait so grandma's family is also. In a snow globe. How sad!
0: It is sad. Like how
1: sad? All those
0: families were, man.
1: Sad. Right? I mean, yeah, for real. But what if they? I think
0: what did they broke out of their snow globe?
1: Sadness, because now there's. I don't think you do. I think it's like the under the dome shit. Like oh, there ain't yeah. no breaking there that.
0: Ain't no breaking it. Under the snow globe.
1: Under the snow globe for all of eternity. Mm. I've seen a really cute Christmas snow globe story. Um, this was not it. <laughs> It was good though. It was good, no. I would d I think I would give it a nine out of ten. I'd say I, nine out of ten. Yeah, I'll probably give it an eight out of oh, ten. Oh wait, we used to do we used to do thumbs ups 'cause so total of four. Oh, right, right, you're right. You know. I would say two thumbs up. I'd say one and a half. I'm one and a half here. I there wish. were some parts where I I just really want I like I thought it was a horror movie. I just expected it to be a little bit creepier. But yeah. The thought provokingness at the end cuz obviously we just had like a 10 minute discussion on like are they in hell? Are they dead? Are they alive? Poor grandma. What about grandma's family? So it's it's not crappy. Like I highly recommend it. I just for the thought of it being a horror movie, it takes like a little bit away. Like I wish it was a little bit more Horrific.
0: Okay, yeah, you you talked me into it. So one and a half. Okay, so that is a total of three geeky, <laughs> messy thumbs ups. We have, yeah, all right. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get to the main focus of our episode here? I'll sing a little song to introduce our main one, but um, um, we tried to watch
1: another movie together. Our, my son ended up finishing the whole thing. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> we watched was, the like nineteen the, fifty six. I don't know. It was black and white. of I a think Christmas it was zero? from the thirties. Actually, it was, it was old. Yeah, it was the thirties. It was old. What I will say, I'm not going to talk about it long. But what I will say is watching a black and white old movie on 4K TV is actually pretty awesome.
0: It was very weird. It's like it's super crisp. And yeah, clear. Yeah, it was almost too realistic. Yeah. And while it was a good movie, I could not get my wrap
1: my head around. I, I think it was supposed to the the, the, the like the get, even the thing that you were like make them shut up. Mm-hmm. Like the Cratchits were just so happy, and they were always like, <laughs> "Yeah, that." The, and I were like, "Oh
0: my uh-uh. god!" I wanted to murder all the Cratchits, except I mean, all the children. But the
1: the nephew, when he was having his little part holiday party with his fiance and all their little friends, they were kind of the same way. So like it was like anybody that was happy was cackly and like it was a little over the top though. Basically is what I'm yeah, trying to say. Yeah, it was a little over the top. Everything else was really good. I like Mr. Acne. Mr. Cratchit was good. He was the Ew. ghost effect was the what ghost, we yeah that was cool. super super impressed with for a black and white movie from the 30s mm-hmm. like highly impressive. Like,
0: I really thought it was going to be shit. That scene where he goes and, like, gets all the food and, like, the goose and stuff, I was just like. And Jenny's like, a goose? What are you doing? Is he putting what? in his pocket? Because <laughs> <laughs> he put, like, the roasted pecans in his
1: pocket. And, yeah, it was interesting. He's got a goose slung over his back. And then they all get
0: home and they're like, a goose! A goose! A goose! Yeah, they, <laughs> like, fucking. Yeah! Freaked out for this goose, right? I was like, "Holy shit!" I've never eaten goose before. Like,
1: it was just really hard. It was really, eh.
0: it would be considered lavish and lush for yeah, the time yeah. period that Dickens' story is written in. So, I'm sure, I'm sure. And they looked pretty scrawny anyway. Of course, Daddy Cratchit didn't Thanks look. For Dad Cratchit did not yeah. look scrawny. He looked like he was taking a little bit too much of his share. But I guess he's the one that has the job, so. Probably.
1: That's always, like, my favorite version of Chris's Carol is the Muppets one. Mm -hmm. And somebody, like, there's always that one person that cracks the joke, and they're like, well, Miss Piggy and some of these kids surely ain't starving.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh. Oh, my gosh. All right. Did you want to take a break, or do you want to keep going?
1: we can take a break and kind of uh, preface before our break to give everyone like a moment um i know some of you listen with children because jenny and i really the only thing we do is we curse and you do too probably if you're here so um fair warning our next subject is not for children's ears at all and not safe at work not safe
0: at work not out loud
1: anyway and if you listen to us in the car with the windows down uh, you might not want to do that either yeah yeah unless you totally don't care and you don't get embarrassed by anything I'm looking at you Bianca you might not want to listen to this without earbuds
0: <laughs> but listen to it though cause listen to it will be great you just need earbuds yeah don't do it publicly. The snow. All right. Ludo, Back after this.
1: Open Or the fields we go. Ludo,
0: laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring. Making our spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight.
1: So welcome back to Geek and Fessy. And we gave you a, a warning before, so now we'd like you to sit down and get ready for Tingle Tales, Tingle Tales, Tingle all the way. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know, we are referring to the tales of Mr. One, Dr. Chuck Tingle. Dr. Chuck Tingle. Dr. Chuck Tingle.
0: Uh, I would like to read... Um, before we get started, I would like to read the um, the little blurb that is about Dr. Tingle. Um, oh, please do. Of, at the end of this book that we're going to talk about. Please do. I've read it. Dr. Chuck Tingle is a Hugo nominated erotic author and Taekwondo grandmaster, almost from Billings, Montana. After receiving his PhD at DeVry University in holistic massage, Chuck found himself fascinated by all things sensual, leading to the creation of The Tingler, a story so blissfully erotic that it cannot be experienced without eliciting a sharp tingle down the spine. Chuck's hobbies include backpacking, checkers, and sport. And yes, it does just say sport. Sports. That's uh, uh, my favorite part sport. You can visit his website or write to him at Chuck the Tingler at gmail dot com. So um We can tweet and he responds. Oh yeah, we will definitely tweet at him when we
1: So the really the thing the thing about Chuck Tingle is no one knows who he actually is or what he actually looks like.
0: And the reason I was trying to remember like how we lit upon this idea and I think it was on air that we just Um It was. So Here's here's how it happened. I love Chuck Tingle from
1: The Girls at Heaving Bosoms, right? Right. And I came to you and Tim and told you guys about this hysterical book. I think I may have talked about it with you on air mm-hmm. that they read and I was like, it's just really funny. It was like the Bigfoot lawyer one. Right, yes. And then you and Tim and I picked the dinosaur something one and we never actually I, I we never actually completed that. Mhm. And then when I had surgery, you were trying to make me feel better, um, and you bought me the – it's like a three-story one. Yeah, trilogy. The trilogy of um, butt raptor (laughs) stories. Um, So in the explanation of Jenny buying Me This Book and what it was, we, like, recorded an episode once where we talked about that, and then Jenny and I, like, off-air, like, off Like after recording, was like, oh my god. She's like, oh my god, I have an idea. And so afterwards, she's like, I think we should read them and like record little episodes about them because they're not very long at all. For example, this book has two different stories in it, and it took me like maybe forty-five minutes to read.
0: Yeah, super quick read.
1: Yeah, super quick. Um, so that's how I think it was, if I remember correctly. Yes, that sounds about like how this was birthed and came to be, and.
0: Yeah. How we got to um uh, uh Chuck Tingle Christmas. I could and not tingle. settle on a title, yeah. so we're just gonna say all the titles that we came up with.
1: All the titles. Ginny came up with a couple, I've like been saying a couple, so they're just random titles will be said. Tingle all the way. Tingle all the way. Um, so this book that Ginny had picked Oh my called Pounded in the butt by my handsome physical man- manifestation of holiday
0: shopping. That that's a lot. That I mean, that's a lot in a title. In a title, it, it's you know you don't even really know where to start. I don't even know where to
1: start with the the front, this cover. Like, yes. this, I don't even know what this is. Like, I, I don't even it's know. Like, remarkable. This it's got a shirtless guy with abs and the face he's making i don't even know what the hell is going on and then there's like a christmas package with a face on it of a guy that maybe he's semi-attractive i can't really tell he kind of looks like a cross between like misha collins and ryan reynolds and i'm not sure that i like that
0: a little bit yeah he's got a nice beard nice teeth
1: he's got nice teeth Mm -hmm. and he's got a nice smile but i don't know why why is there a face on the side of this christmas package well, like it's just disturbing, and you'll find, find out, out why. Yeah, but the cover alone is disturbing. By the way, if you're like, "Why would I waste my money on this?" If you have Kimo- Kindle Unlimited, a lot of them are free. If you have the um, the ones that are on Audible, this one is not. The ones that are on Audible, uh, several are part of the Audible Escape. So if you have that Audible Escape, they're free. But otherwise, they're like what, Jen? A dollar ninety nine, two ninety
0: nine. I think I paid two ninety nine for it. But they're
1: hysterical. It's
0: worth every freaking penny. We do
1: not read these for the reality
0: of them. No, they're ridiculous. Like they're over the top ridiculous. Over the top. But But, this is what kept like jumping out at me as I was reading this. It is so well written. It is extremely detailed, but it's not corny. Like the the language is good. You know, and there was a few times I, I, there are some, um,
1: like typos, I think, but I think it may have been on purpose because I noticed, like, in a few sentences later, he would use the exact same wording. Mm -hmm. So, but I think it's done on purpose, which makes it even more
0: funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So the premise of this story. Is that um, this guy has been getting more and more down with the rampant commercialism of the holiday, right? Um, so then he decides to go Black Friday shopping, which I think sort yeah. of goes against, yeah, what he's trying to say. But um, I think that he, I think the Black Friday deals just was too good to pass up, and right, right, um, you had to just go with that. um, he goes to this mall a day early, I think no he says he goes like at three three in the morning instead of 5, instead yeah. Of five yeah,
1: um, he says he's doing it against his better judgment, but like he's decided he's gonna be over the top this year, and he's even gonna buy gifts for people that are just kind of like mere acquaintances. And he's going to go over the top, and he's going to, he's, even though he's, um, he's, like, he basically calls it rampant commercialism. Right. Like, even though it's starting to get to him, he says, he's going to, like, go to this mall super early, that way, because he's going to be first in line, and, because he's, oh, because he was almost hurt, or, like, he was trampled, or was almost trampled, like, a few years before. So he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to get there early. I'm going to get there at three instead of five.
0: And then when he pulls up. There's already a bunch of people there. Um, And he's kind of put off like, what the shit? Right. Um, He asks a man nearby, how long have you been here? And the guy turns around and says, I just arrived, but it looks like I should have come sooner. Apparently, the folks up front have been waiting four years. And then that's when you start to realize that this story is going to be completely The absurd. absurdity
1: has already began and it's only page two. I don't even think it's page two. It,
0: it, so this is just treated as like a normal thing that like right. people would stand and it says a lot. Like I get what Chuck Tingle is trying to say about the whole mentality of right. Black Friday. Right. Right. Um, but he says the man, <laughs> he says they developed a whole community out here. Police, fire department, schools, it's a real shame all that stuff's about getting trampled. So I was just dying already. Like, <laughs> just uh, this, this Black Friday community is built up right? over four years. And oh, God, it's freaking hilarious. But he decides to go on with it, right? He's right. Gonna, he, he's going to stand in line with this down. guy um, and, and go in
1: with this. By the way, they've described this crowd of people twice already. Not the crowd in line, but like crowds in general. As throbbing, throbbing.
0: Yes, we used the word throbbing word. twice already, and yes. I'm like,
1: "Oh boy, here we go."
0: <laughs> That's just foreshadowing of what's to come, right? Foreshadowing. Um, and then comes this very, like, um, sort of like d- very descriptive and flowery. Uh, depiction of him getting caught up in the tide of people so mm-hmm. it's very much compared to waves and the sea and the ocean and right. drowning right so right. he keeps making all these references to water and um so he he literally almost drowns in a sea of people before he, much. before he literally gets rescued by a man in a literal boat In a literal boat, yes. This is where I was like, okay. Yeah, so this man is on a sea of shoppers Mm -hmm. on his boat. On his boat. And he's rescued our guy here. It's the guy that was in front of him in line.
1: Yes. That was like, oh, they've been waiting for four years for this.
0: Um, And then we finally get to some names. Um, The rescuer. Oh, God, these names. These names. I was dead. Borson, Reams, B-O-R-S-O-N Reams, Reems, B O R S O N, Reems, R E E M S, is the guy on the boat. Our narrator is Fernando <laughs> Gorba. And the guy on the cover does not look like his name would be Fernando. Well, there's Gorba. not even an A in it. So is it Fernando or is it Fernando? Oh,
1: you're right. Dude, my brain just automatically, like, it's yeah,
0: all yeah. Fernando. Yeah, my brain Fernando Gorba. So, for- for- Forndo Gorba. Forndo Gorba. That sounds the cover. insane. Does that
1: look like a Forndo Gorba?
0: Who Just does? Saying. Nobody does. That's not a
1: name anybody has. I don't know, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't has. know who would. <laughs> Never mind. Like, okay.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Um, so he rescues him. And he's very appreciative of that. Um. So... They decide they're going to wait it out, right? They're just going to ride the waves for a little bit and right see how if if the tide turns, I guess. Um, wait in the storm. Yeah, because Borson, my favorite.
1: I have to, I have to read this. So um, this is he's talking and it says, "Well, I think it's going to be a while." Borson tells me, "I've spent a lot of time out on the ocean, and when I see currents like this, I can tell there's more coming." Mm-hmm. So. They're, like, literally talking about being in the ocean, and, like, riding on the waves and, like, currents, right. and, like, they're in a literal boat. Yes. It's, so I'm, like, okay. I, I Which I was, a, I was in my brain picturing this giant mosh pit carrying yeah. a boat. Yeah, me too.
0: And I was, like,
1: uh, okay, sure.
0: And I'm just, like, so delighted by his take on this whole thing. Like, I think He's, like, that-
1: okay. I like how he's, like, he's not even questioning anything. He's, like, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, get in the boat with Borson because that's where it's safe so Uh then they start looking for somewhere to land Uh, a desert island if you will Uh, and they do Borson like announces land they find some land um I guess maybe the food port or something. I don't
1: know. I don't know. He says, it's beautiful, I observe, taking in the glorious sight of sandy beaches and the wild swaying palms. The island is small, but definitely much more spacious, spacious than the boat we currently reside upon. Like, where the hell is this sandy beach in the middle of this? Is it like a display in one of the stores?
0: Wouldn't that be amazing?
1: I, I mean, that's the only thing I can come up with. You know, like they make Winter Wonderland. Maybe this is somewhere
0: down in the south, and like they did, like Santa Beachland or something. I don't know. Well, fa- that's the only place that they could, you know, get out of the crowd. So right, they had to make it work. Um, and then they said about surviving on their island right. uh, for two weeks, <laughs> which is, which I guess is.
1: The time from Black Friday to, like, the beginning of actual Christmas yeah. So, like, two weeks is talking about all the sales. If you really think about it, it's, like, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, small business yeah. Saturday. Yeah. You know, like, all of those. Like, it does. Like, those sales are, like, two weeks long. So, like, I kind of get it. You know, the metaphor.
0: A constant barrage of people. Right. Um, so, all of a sudden, there's an unexpected visitor. On their island. Well, Borson has left the
1: island because Borson was going to look for he's chopped – Oh, so Borson has gone out to see his shoppers. I don't remember what he's going out for. I'm looking in the in the sins here, and I don't see it. And Fernando is chopping down nearby trees and turning them in firewood because nightfall is coming. Right, right. And then and this. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I don't know if you have it highlighted if you don't I have to read it. Okay, read it. Okay. Welcome our visitor basically. It's just then that I notice him, a strange thing over on the shore nearby. He's large and rectangular with a bright green bow on the top, on the top while red. Wrapping paper covers his entire body. He appears to be crying. Hey, are you all right, I call out, dropping my axe and then approaching the stranger curiously. The figure turns around, revealing himself to be a large, massive gift gift box. With a handsome face protruding from the front, he's shirtless, and despite the fact that I'm a perfectly straight man, his abs are utterly breathtaking. And this is when I went, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is when you went, what the fuck?
1: Yes. Yes, yes. The other stuff, metaphors, and I was getting it, and it was weird and absurd, but I was like, okay, I, I get this. That's
0: when I went what the fuck. Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah, that's when I
1: went what the fuck.
0: Um. So this present, this literal box, this man box. This little gift box. Gift box is crying and speaking. Yeah, speaking. Yeah, um, and his name his is... Ab. His name is Crumble.
1: Yeah. Actually, his name, he he says, I am the sentient physical manifestation of the concept of holiday shopping. But you
0: can call me Crumble. All right. Then I went, what the fuck again? What the fuck indeed. Well, a man that's been living as he's been living for the past two weeks, um, probably hallucinating quite a bit.
1: I was picturing, like, a Castaway.
0: Yeah, a little bit, you know.
1: I'm like, okay, he found a box, and instead of, like, a volleyball named Wilson, he's got a box named Crumble. Right. He's so distraught over this holiday season.
0: Right. And Okay. Okay. You know, he, he empathizes with Crumble and what he is mm-hmm. and what his, his purpose is, and... He asks Crumble, like, what can we do? Like, what do we do about what has become of us? And um, Crumble lays it out, right? He tells them it's all about balance. Um, That there's nothing wrong with shopping. But if you want to buy something for um, a friend or a loved one, then you should do that. But just don't forget that there are other options. Right. Um, you can make a gift, you can provide a service, take your friend out to a movie, cook them dinner. If he sees something in a store window that they'd really love, by all means, buy it for him. But don't think this is the only way to show your love. Which, you know, this is it's, mind-blowing. It's, yeah, is that mind-blowing. is actually, for
1: real, like, yeah. that part is
0: like, okay. <clears throat> it's just funny that this has not occurred to um, Ferndo Yet on the on his or Borson for that matter or yes yes because obviously they're both there for the same reason mm-hmm. or they wouldn't be there like and you know? then so that takes him a little bit off guard so he's like shouldn't you be telling me to buy as much as I can
1: right because you're a gift you're you're a present
0: right, you're the manifestation of holiday giving
1: not just Christmas but like he even says that like back a sentence or so ago like no I'm like. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, like all of it. Like holiday giving. All holiday giving. All
0: holiday giving. Um, so that's that's very profound, right?
1: It really is, honestly.
0: And he talks about how Black Friday isn't that big of a deal anyway because they mark up the prices before they slash down um, to make you think that you're getting a good deal when you're really not. Which, that sounds a little paranoid, but... A lot of people do strongly feel that way, yeah, though. I love Like people they people. do. And as
1: someone that worked in retail, a sliver of that is true. There's another really awesome part. This is,
0: yeah, this is one of my favorite parts. Did I was you highlight gonna, it? I was going to try to talk some sense into these people to warm their hearts and open their eyes to a few sensible purchases, like a brand new Chuck Tingle paper bag, <laughs> available now with free shipping from Amazon Prime. <laughs> Or a Chuck Tingle shirt from ChuckTingle.com. They just wouldn't listen. Shit! Wait, we could have bought each other Chuck Tingle shirts. Damn it! Damn. Well, that might still happen, but <laughs> but I just I, I don't know. That was like super meta and cute, so I thought it was. That hilarious. was really cute. I did like that. I highlighted the whole thing too. Um. So then things go a little sideways at this point. A little, a little bit. So Ferndo is just like fills this connection with this gift box and um, feels very attracted to him yes. and decides that he wants to show a little holiday love to this box. And,
1: Appreciation for enlightening him and making him
0: remember the reason. Right. Um, and Ferndo has stated before that he's not gay. Right, and he's about he sees it again, not gay, but there's something about this handsome living manifestation of holiday shopping that I can't deny. And then he try, then he proceeds to um, start giving him a hand job w- to his absolutely massive cock. Apparently, yes. that mm-hmm. this box has, which I anatomically am confused, but okay, yeah, like where, like the, like. I- the yes. picture was like the face was on the box. It was just a box with a face on it. Right. So where's the
1: dick?
0: Where's all of it? And I'm
1: so confused.
0: It says, "It says, an unwrap his lower section, carefully pulling away the colorful paper paper, until suddenly an absolutely massive cock springs forth.' So just like the bottom half of the box. <laughs> so. Oh my god. So he's jerking him off. Yep. Uh and then he um, ups the ante a little bit. And it Crumble's pretty happy with it. Yeah, he's pretty, he's into it. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, who wouldn't be? Honestly,
1: um, I don't know.
0: Like, I mean, it could be bad. So then he starts blowing him. Yep. Um, yep. He
1: and it says the living pack. The living package is utterly beside himself with pleasure.
0: <laughs> I was like, all righty then. That could mean different things. What what if we had decided to like act this out? That that could get a little <clears throat> fun. But I anyway. I don't even know what to
1: think right now. Like my brain is like.
0: <laughs> so he, uh, he describes some some deep throating. In explicit details. Mm-hmm. So again. Very good yeah. details. Um, And then, you know, he's finding out how turned on he is by being very submissive. Um, to yeah. the
1: handsome gift it's about his toned abs. So, again, anatomically, I'm confused
0: still. Yes, but okay. yes. Um, so then, um, you know, he's just so turned on at this point, he's been doing the handy, doing the blowy, and um, so then he decided next, um, he wants it all, we're just gonna take it right up the ass. So,
1: yeah, like because what else would you at this point, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he well, just, I guess
0: that's the next. I mean, okay. I mean, if you're if you're hot <laughs> for it, and that's what you want, then you know, um, he just straddles up on the box. And, uh, I'm very confused again, but okay. <laughs> 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 ah, this is so good. No, like, okay. I've read a bunch of like filthy erotic novels like a lot a lot a lot this is as well written as any of those are like as far as like getting you hot right so like i don't know i was laughing the whole time <laughs> i was laughing but it wasn't not to me i'll just say i was so confused and overthinking it that it did not affect me <laughs> Maybe maybe you just don't want to have sex with a box, Miranda. No, I don't. (laughs) You don't want to get in the ass by a box? No, I don't. And it's off the table. (laughs) He says, then here's my gift to you, this tight gay ass. (laughs) In, In the course of his blowies, become gay.
1: I guess because twice he's like, I'm not gay. I'm
0: yeah, not gay. He's not gay. But now he is.
1: He is. I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. And, uh, so then there's some very graphic details. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of butt sex. Um, you know, crumble is very well endowed. So it's not Apparently. easy. It's not easy to just sit right down on that. Um, take some work
1: yeah I was confused by that again too because like I don't think that's something that you just do I don't know um,
0: I don't know if- <laughs> I, I guess it would depend on your I don't know. level of experience Um which he said many times he's not yet, nope, right, but I, that I- doesn't mean that he hasn't you know stuck a finger up there okay, toys that's true but So you don't like, know his level right? of readiness.
1: But based on the prefacing of that, like mm-hmm. you would assume none of
0: that. Yes, I would assume that. And and the size That's why I was like,
1: uh, I don't I'm not like I really am not versed in that area, but I'm pretty sure I don't think that's how that works.
0: <laughs> oh, but he was so turned on though, so that helps too probably. I guess. But also Crumble does have a giant dick, so <laughs> it just sounds like a lot of work. I'm just saying. <laughs> it takes a whole page of description for him to it's like get it up his Nora ass. Roberts level description, yes. <laughs> and I complain about her. So, like, it's very descriptive. Okay, so eventually he said, the "Longer that I spend slowly writing crumble." The easier this becomes until eventually the aching discomfort starts to slip away. Soon enough, any unpleasant feelings have been replaced entirely, overtaken by a beautiful warmth that pulses through my entire body. That is quite a description of anal
1: sex. It is. So then it does, it, then a little bit is like, okay, well, I guess he, he figured it out. He got it mm-hmm. together. Okay. So then I was like, okay.
0: Yep. So, um, um... He is getting hotter and hotter, right yep. so um he starts jerking off as he's writing as he describes it, beating my cock in tandem with the up and down movements of my body the I two the two okay. blossoming sensations forming a wicked cocktail with it. <laughs> Mr. Jingle, actually it's very i'm very impressed with your description and, and me too it's it's. It is fun to read, um, regardless of what it is, because it's yeah. so it's it's so serious. I don't know. It's a serious. It's absurd. It's, yes, it's all kinds of things. To... <laughs> um, so eventually, Fernando can't take it anymore, and um, white hot jizz ejects hard from his shaft.
1: <laughs> the best part is it is. All over the box, and it's with a sticky pearly pattern.
0: <laughs> I was like, and "Then okay, and okay. then one of my next favorite
1: parts. My this... next favorite part is just three words, and i
0: almost say it, it, say it,
1: gift box seed." <laughs>
0: Seed spilling <laughs> forth into my rectum until there's just not enough room left, and it comes spilling out from the sides of my tightly plugged butthole. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't. Come on, oh my god. Hey. Uh. Hey. We either just gained a thousand listeners or we just lost all of them. I I don't know which. I don't either. I really don't know. (laughs) This was so
1: funny that I kind of don't care.
0: It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. This man, this non gay man, has just made beautiful anal love to this, well, the box made beautiful anal love to this non gay man. And, um, you know, they both really enjoyed it. So, I think that's the main takeaway. It better now, I'm sure. Says, I, I mean, how could now. you not after that? And then they, it says, we lay in silence a moment longer, just
1: taking it all in. And I was like, oh, you already did that. <laughs> yeah, you already did that. <laughs> you already <it>. did that. <laughs>
0: that's so, my note. Actually,
1: the note is, you already
0: did that. Yeah. Uh, oh. Another <laughs> classic quote from this. A literary masterpiece. You've warmed my heart and you've warmed my butt. <laughs> I so hard. Now, before that he says, I've been inspired by this hardcore pounding. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you've warmed my heart and you've warmed my butt. Oh my-
1: now, I do have a question when we get to the next few sentences down. All right. So, so basically, Crumble tells him, um, yeah, now I have something for you. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't need anything because of the, the warming. Right. right? <laughs> and he's like, I can't even say it. God, I'm usually the one that's just so open and I can't even say it. He's like, it's a gift, not food. So, now, Fern is interested and he says, unwrap me, which I heard that and I was like... <laughs> I turned 12 and just started giggling.
0: At me. <laughs> <laughs> Unwrap me, so, okay, big boy. So he
1: then says, I stand up and lean over the present, carefully tearing away the rest of his colorful paper until there's nothing left but a brown cardboard box. I slowly open the lid and peer inside. There resting within is a brand new fishing pole. So, um, before we tell, like, why that makes sense, I was like, wait, so does that mean Crumble's just gone? Like... <laughs>
0: confused. Is he he's like Frosty Scott. the Snowman? <laughs> right! Right! Is it like they pop, you know,
1: like Wilson when he gets popped, is it like Scott?
0: Like, I don't know. So...
1: It's important, though. Like, right. it truly. is uh,
0: uh, So it's a gift for Borson. For Borson. And, uh... You know, he's very appreciative to Crumble mm-hmm. for... All the butt sex and the great and the, and the gift for his friends.
1: Oh, okay, so Crumble's not gone. I had forgotten this part because I thank you. He's going to love it. He says, don't mention it. Don't mention it, the living concept of holiday shopping says with a proud smile. Just remember, balance is the key. Don't kill yourself trying to find the perfect gift. You can even make if you really want to. Whatever you do, just do it with love.
0: So then he decides, you know what, Crumble's right, and he's not going to let the holidays him out anymore. He's going to enjoy himself, give right. what he can, and focus on spreading good cheer, and that's all that matters.
1: Well, then I had another comment. That's all sweet and stuff. Like, we just went from, like, sweet, like, thought-provoking to sweet to really raunchy to sweet, right? And I'm going to take you back to, like, what the hell, because it gets... I gripped the brand new fishing pole tightly within my hands, excited to give it away. And that's the last line of the story. And I was like, Oh man. Borson's gonna really appreciate if you life all that first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Borson's gonna appreciate all the fucking ass pounding he's gonna be taking now. Well, that I mean it happened on the sand,
1: so there's a lot of other things. Yes. That-
0: Uh, I That's, just no, that was my only
1: thought is like oh man, <laughs> like,
0: uh, the, the sincerity uh, of the last couple of paragraphs, in yeah. in in contrast to the absolute like insanity of the previous like three pages, yep. it, it's just this ball of weird and I, amazing. Like you, like you will never forget this. Like you will never
1: forget it. Nope. I'm gonna use the word I've used like three times now.
0: Absurd, like I just don't even <laughs> wonderfully though
1: wonderfully absurd,
0: oh my gosh, oh and God. I want to mention the second stories that that's in this book, but I don't want to go into you know such great I detail. Can't mention, I kind of maybe like give like do that one later, like you want to save it, I think, but like, I think
1: we should tell them what it's called Because this one I have I noted and how I did the hell out of this one because I was like.
0: I think it's even weirder than the first one. It
1: is. That was where I was going. I was like, I don't think weird is, I was going to say weird, but then I was like, no, I need a word that trumps weird. Yeah. mm, I can't use absurd again because it's beyond that.
0: Like, I was out there like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, The mental images that this next story creates just. Disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Disturbing is a good word for it. And like how you
1: said it kind of did, the other one did something for you, and I said this one did nothing for me. Mm. Number two definitely did not.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. That was a cool down read. <laughs> I was just like, Number two, I was like, what? <laughs> In the actual hell. Um, yeah. Well, maybe we'll save it then. We'll tease it. And um, maybe as a little pod blast or something. Yeah, uh, pun, but like pun intended. To you, <laughs> pun intended. Would you like yeah. me tell the
1: ladies and gentlemen what the name of the second story in this book is? Yes, which can is. also be purchased on its own. It, if you if you look this one up, you can either find it in the book with the holiday shopping manifestation mm-hmm. one, <clears throat> or you can get it, and then it has it has another book. I don't know what the story is in the back of that one, but I'm kind of interested now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but this one is called "Oppressed uh, in the Butt" by my inclusive holiday coffee cup. I'll
0: just leave that one right there. Yeah, um, <coughs> uh, lots of things happening in that title as well. So, um, all of his titles are that way, though. Like, if yeah. you want, I can. We
1: can uh, read over. A
0: he has an extensive <coughs> list of Sting, works. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was so reading the,
1: them. Yeah. So Jenny got me the Space Raptor Butt Trilogy. Mm-hmm. And the three stories in it are Space Raptor Butt Invasion, Space Raptor Butt Redemption, and Space Raptor... Space mm-hmm. Raptor Butt Ascension.
0: <laughs> I can't even... And this is just, like, his books are, um, are separated into sort of, like, categories, so... Dinosaur tinglers, unicorn yep. tinglers, bigfoot yep. tinglers, living yep. object tinglers. Yep. Which is very, very essential. Uh, self help. Uh, okay, yeah, I might need a, a Doctor Tingle self help book. Um,
1: he seems actually like he's got
0: a, a firm grip on. One right. of my
1: favorites That I haven't read it, but this title. Because of the whole joke. And I explained several episodes. I've, I think I've explained it in two episodes. Like the Hugo Award and what it is. And like the yeah, yeah. how it all happened. And it actually turned into like a really big thing. And it like blew everybody back. Like it was just really funny. Um, so he has one called Pounded in the Butt by my second Hugo Award nomination. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I was looking for Christmas ones for us to read to see if it was possible. There's a Hanukkah one that is female, female, something. And the one of them is a dreidel.
0: Ooh! I was like, "What? this is hilarious. I'm in love with the handsome mummy race car in my butt.
1: (laughs) And I remember the cover of the dreidel, though. The dreidel was like that was her. She instead of like a head and a face, she had a dreidel. And then she did have like arms, and legs and stuff. And I was like, "Okay, I don't even I don't even know. I don't even know. I just I don't even know.
0: These are These titles are Fucking hilarious Yes <clears throat> And I mean Slammed in the butthole by my concept Of linear time
1: What
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Pounded by my handsome
1: Ghost boats <laughs> I think I talked No remember I mentioned the one that the girls um Reviewed he about pirates yes. Ghosts and balls falls or something Yes Pirate ghost balls. (laughs) Yep. His
0: balls were haunted. (laughs) I can't. I can't stop reading these. Pokey butt go pounded by a (laughs) (laughs) mall.
1: Oh, here it is. Bigfoot pirates haunt my balls. (laughs)
0: Wide for the handsome saber-toothed dentist who is also a ghost.
1: <laughs> you know what's really funny? It's what the Dr. fuck? He is actually a, like a 35-year-old mom like us somewhere that had created one of these one day and she Posted it for 99 cents, and it blew the fuck up, and she's like, hell yeah, I know. How am I making my drinking money now? I, I, I hope that's what happened. I really
0: I do. Really, I really do, too. I, I just can't imagine.
1: Although, the thought of it being a middle-aged man who wrote one being funny, and then mm. it blew up into this is yeah. also really kind of entertaining.
0: And look at how much he had to say. I mean, there's hundreds of titles here. I mean, like I we said, of them are very long. long but... How many books he had. It's so many. Well, we'll use my very loud keyboard. <laughs> yes, use your very loud keyboard.
1: Can't help it. So we'll go, go to ChuckTingle.com here and see if it tells me how to make books. Oh, upcoming live shows. Ooh, that's that's Ooh. interesting. How do, how do you – oh, there's a board game now. I forgot to mention that. Called the Tingleverse, the official Chuck Tingle role-playing game. Oh, my God. It's not like a, it's not a, like, they're going to be like, oh, that's for the bedroom. No, it's like a, it's a board game. It's a funny, like, play game. Okay, here's the one, and I was wrong about the cover of the dreidel. Maybe there were two covers, because I've seen that happen before with books. But it's called The Sentient Lesbian Dreidel of My Butt for Hanukkah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say that. (laughs) Well, Sarah is on her way home for Hanukkah with the family, but as a terrible storm sweeps across the United States, flight delays quickly transform into flight cancellations. Soon enough, she finds herself stranded. Fortunately, a green dreidel by the name of Zelda is there to ride. But when Sarah spins to determine just how far, she lands on Hey, for halfway. Now, the two of them are growing more and more aroused on the interstate road trip. When it's time for Sarah to go, her loving lesbian dreidel hopes to warm Sarah up for the rest of the journey... With an ass-eater, I can't make this up. <laughs> cannot make this shit up. Does this erotic tell us or 4,100 words of sizzling human on sentient game of chance action and lesbian dreidel love? I never in my lifetime thought I would read any of those things together. You did a
0: great job. I did. I do. I, I can sometimes. There's a hot tick on that. I'm looking out, yeah. Okay, J.K.
1: So Rowling actually left him a review, by the way. It's Goldblum, The New Times. Uh, J.K. Rowling says, the book's real, the review's real, and I've finally found something to laugh about in this whole terrible mess. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I'm interested in this live show concept, for sure. I know, I because the whole thing is that we don't... Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so the one that uh, JK Rowling was leaving a review on called Pounded Pounded by the Pound turned gay by the socioeconomic implications of Britain leaving the European Union. <laughs> so and there's actually an article you can find where it's helping J it says JK Rowling laugh about Brexit's terrible mess. And I know we say we never talk about politics, but that's just funny.
0: That is very funny.
1: But when you when you have reviews by Goldblum and Rowling that's better than that, actually. Oh, okay. And now, better. you know, <laughs> me and Oh, you. my God, Jenny, there's a podcast. Holy shit, is there? There are podcast days. There's two. Pounded in the butt by my own podcast with Chuck Tingle. <laughs> and then there's another one called My Friend Chuck. My Friend Chuck is a podcast about friendship, erotica, and most importantly, proving love is right. Co-hosts Mackenzie Goodwin and Chuck Tingle discuss current events in both this timeline and the next, with topics ranging from handsome dinosaurs to LGBTQ issues of the day. Yep, gonna subscribe to that? Shit. Please be subscribing, and maybe, Ms. Chuck Tingle, if I can get your information, because I know we laughed a lot, but we, you sir, are entertaining. Yes, you. yes. And maybe Very we can, much. like, it would make my day to get him on here. Hey, you never know. never know. The first, okay, so the pounded in the oh Nightville presents everybody knows about Nightville. Uh, the first series of Nightville After Dark podcasts. So these, this is done, or it's under the kind of like Geek and Sassy is now under the Jenny position. Mm-hmm. Um, pounded in the butt by my own podcast with Chuck Tingle is actually printed by Nightville. Oh, hey, that's cool. A well-known uh, <clears throat> podcast,
0: very well known, yeah. So you can find both of
1: those well, wherever. I
0: continue to be impressed by Dr. Chung. Yeah. Google Podcast,
1: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, so both of those are available on pretty much everywhere we are. So yeah. This is, I did not know those existed. And there's apparel apparently. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm here for this. We should have done our research ahead of time instead of on Well, here. that's <laughs> new. Like, been to his website before and i truly don't remember seeing this oh my god there are leggings (laughs) there is a bathing suit the sentient jet skis are on one of the (laughs) bathings oh dear god this is brand yeah this is brand new okay so some of these things like it's not that i didn't do my research they literally are like just came out in october and november oh okay I feel better about myself now because I've known about Chuck Tingle for a while. I just didn't know that this stuff
0: – yeah, okay. Anyway, anyway. I like the shirt that says Tinklers.
1: I do like the ones that uh, – there's one that says Resist the Void because mm-hmm. nobody would know, like, unless you're a ting- a Tinkler, mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't know. All right. So maybe you can listen to a couple episodes of the podcast, and we do – you know, when we do read streams and downloads, maybe Jenny and I can give you an update on um, – our, our download. We'll do that mm. download together. Yeah, for sure. So, um, Jenny, what do you have? What else do you have gracing our presence on the coming up?
0: Oh, so I will, um, have a new talk and pop where Tim and I do our, um, happy hour holidays. Part two. It's a continuation of what we did last, uh, holiday season. We got questions from listeners, we got stories from listeners, um, it was a really, really, really fun episode to do, um, so should be able to listen to that right now, and then um, I will have an episode of Freak Out Drive-In with a new voice uh, to podcasting and to the Jenny Position, so her very first podcast, um, her name is Sarah, and we watched Black Christmas on Freak Out Drive-In. so You guys I, are going to love Sarah. Yes, she's awesome. So, and then, of course, um, the new series that I'm doing with our friend Bianca. Um, Bianca's first time where she watches, like, beloved classic movies that everybody and their brother has seen and she somehow has not seen them. Um, we like
1: to give a crap about that, so I'm glad you turned that into a podcast.
0: A lot of people do, and it was just sitting out there. She had also never done a podcast, but we've recorded two. So far, one of them's already out. We did Home Alone. Um, how she'd never seen Home Alone. She described, right? you know, she, um, you know, kind of lets us in on, on what's up about that. So, uh, listen, those are live watches. So, it's kind of interesting because she knows obviously she knows some things like she knows the plots of most of this stuff like she's iconic scenes before but no context right so Mm -hmm. it's just it's fun to talk with her as we're watching as it always is during a live watch but that one is has a special sort of slant to it Oh, for sure what about you you got anything coming up um, well, you and
1: I can be heard together with our awesome brand Double A, Andy, mm-hmm. um, over on Place to Be Nation. We did the Charlie Brownist show with him. We did. So that should be available now. Um, after the first of the year, there are two new shows coming, it sounds like, um, with Double A again. <laughs> <laughs> of course. When will we? Me, um, Tim, and Andy, and I think Andy wants me to keep that one quiet right now, so, but we do have something really cool, mm-hmm. and then um, we're going to be doing um, classic rewatches watches um, and reviews of classic Disney movies um, starting in the new year, you know, because of Disney Plus, I mean, why not? So, and a lot of these, like, most of us haven't seen them since childhood, um, so sometimes watching things at a different point in your life, like, uh, you either find it
0: absurd, or you used to love it, or now you
1: hate it, so
0: that's kind of where we're going with this. <clears throat> That's awesome! Yeah, I was—I failed to mention the other show um, that we started, sort of in that same vein, with um, rewatching stuff on Disney Plus. Yeah, um, the Journey Through Infinity, where we're going to watch all of the um, MCU movies. It—it um, it is not a live watch; just a panel discussion of myself, Tim Capel, uh, Scott Griscolo, and Justin Rosero. Um, Justin, who has never seen. Any of the MCU movies. I always forget that. Yeah. So no, it, sh- it's different for him. He's just. He gets to watch the entire saga. Like as quick as he can basically. So it's pretty cool. You know. Um, going back through everything. With a sort of slant. So that um, comes out usually on a Monday. Marvel Monday. On the Jenny position. Um, there should be one out right now. The second movie is The Incredible Hulk. So we talked about that. Cool. Spoiler, I hate that movie. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. And also, you can find me on Twitter, at Jenny Position, on the Facebook page. Uh, You can leave reviews there. You can send me a message there. Um, Also, Geek and Sassy has a Facebook page, a Twitter, Mm -hmm. and uh, Instagram. And my Instagram
1: yeah. Yeah, and uh, Jenny and I are both on Instagram. Uh, we always give our handles, but if you cannot find them, if you will go follow us, we'd really appreciate that over um, on Geek and Sassy's Instagram. And then from there in the About Geek and Sassy area of the Instagram page, you can find both Jenny and I respectively. Um, I am on Twitter, but I'm bad about Twitter. <laughs> I'm not as I love Instagram. Like, let's just be honest. Like, yeah. I'm actually on Instagram more than I am Facebook or Twitter, and I'm on Facebook way more than I am. Twitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you go to my Twitter and you follow me, and it's great. You're probably gonna see a lot of my Warcraft achievement three AM. Like,
0: <laughs> that's true. Well,
1: issues. Yeah.
0: What are for? All right. Well, I guess that's it, Miranda. That's it. So, from both of us here at Geek and Sassy.
1: And Merry Christmas. Have a very tingle Christmas.
0: You know we forgot Nerd Eye Candy, right?
1: I was, I think I decided let's just not do it after that one. Okay, I, I kind of Because I was
0: talking about boxes and,
1: and stuff, and I was like, I just can't do it. I was it's definitely going to
0: say that my... Say I, the I, box? Yeah, I was going to When you walk down the street Say hello To friends you know And everyone you meet Oh, ho, ho The mistletoe Hung where you can see Somebody Waits for you Yes sir, once for me Have a holy Jolly Christmas And in case And this year...